Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, July the 6th in 2021 on When Our Eyes. We're currently in year B, proper week 10, which for those who are keeping count is the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the psalm that's been selected from the Revised Common Lectionary. And today we're going to be in Psalm 24. We may have covered Psalm 24 at some point uh, in the past. Uh, there's a chance that some of these psalms are repeated as we go year after year in the Revised Common Lectionary. I kind of feel sorry for Psalm 24 because Psalm 23 is so well-known. It's like well-worn in people's Bibles. And then there's like Psalm 24 kind of sitting lonely next to it. But it is a great psalm. And it dovetails quite nicely with some of the sentiment that we saw in yesterday's reading and reflection in 2 Samuel chapter 6. So let me read all Psalm 24, and then I'll provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along its theme. Thanks for making this party of morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive a blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. This is the word of God for us. Psalm 24 kind of reminds me of a modern-day worship song where there's like a theme that's repeated a little bit. I mean, I can see, you know, David, uh, as he's constructing this song, kind of like, you know, thinking maybe like Chris Tomlin, like, okay, what is uh, a, a really important idea that I can repeat? <laughs> and so that's what seems to be the case in Psalm 24. But I think the, the most intriguing thing about this psalm is how it seems to connect with an earlier idea from the book of Genesis. If you can remember... Jacob is uh, running from his brother Esau, who wants to take his life because Jacob has just stolen his birthright, right? And so he is wandering from the place where he lives to his relative's place in order to have safety and then to continue on with his life, but be protected from Esau. And when Jacob is dreaming one night, he sees angels ascending and descending upon like a ladder all the way up to the heavens. And uh, he sees like the gate of heaven. That's what he calls it. He says, this is the very gate of heaven. But, like, the gate seems to be shut. There's a ladder where angels are going up and down, but it doesn't seem like the gate is opened um, for either Jacob to go there or for God uh, to come here. But there's at least a pathway <laughs> that seems to be open uh, before God. And so here you have this interesting refrain in Psalm 24 uh, he says this in verses 5 and 6. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. And then the very next line. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. And so here you have like this 
great unveiling to Jacob, but it's partial. Um, he's got a part of the picture, and there seems to be like a barrier, and maybe a necessary barrier, because um, the revelation from God about who he is, it wasn't um, the right time for it to be released to the earth. Uh, God still had other things in mind before that happened. And so here's David meditating perhaps on this encounter that Jacob had in God's presence. And David somehow has the boldness to say, I want these gates to be lifted up so that the king of glory may come in. Uh, Jacob saw the gate, but I want to see God come through those gates. And so here you have this this subtle idea called progressive revelation that uh, we see in the scripture text where God is slowly unveiling a story, a plan, uh, big, bold, you know, courageous ideas uh, with this covenant community. And it doesn't happen all at once. There's not this great unveiling, but God speaks uh, in partial things uh, so that people know in part. But then there's going, it's leading towards a greater idea. And so here we have like this great platform that's being built in the Old Testament that will hold the space for Jesus to be revealed, who is uh, from the house of David, uh, who is from the, the household of Jacob, and he is the God who enters in through the gates and arrives among his people to achieve salvation. And so what can we say, like how can we uh, take this to a time of prayer? I just think at times uh, we are quite impatient about things that God would like to reveal. and. We tend to uh, think the timing that we have is God's timing. Uh, we tend to think that we, we could handle if God gave us you know, more information than we see, seem to have right now, right? But there, there is this sense that um, we can only know in part, and then there's a trust. And then as we continue to walk in the trust and the rest of God, then more is revealed at more appropriate and strategic times. And so I think some of us are there right now. Obviously, all of us could be there where there's like a decision that we need to make in our life. Um, money is dwindling away and we love not to take out loans. Uh, we would love to have all of our bills paid. Um, we would like, we're trying to start a family and we would love for that to be a reality. Uh, we're a younger person perhaps and we would love to know what would please God uh, if, for us to do with our lives, right? And so we've got all these interests, but we'd like to say, no, what's the one thing that God wants me to do? And so we're kind of this place where like we see the gates, but they haven't been lifted up. Um, and God has not uh, come out and spent time with us in that regard. And so we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And so there's boldness that's rising inside of us, probably some irritability and maybe some impatience. And maybe we're being tempted to take matters into our own hands, right? I mean, this is all the stuff that we struggle with throughout the whole duration of the Christian life. And so I just want to say, like, um, once again, God reveals, but he also reveals in part, and he reveals over time, a progress of his revelation unfolds. Now, the fullness of, of his revelation has been given to us in Jesus Christ. And so if you ask yourself, well, God, what's your will for us? The New Testament bounces back and it says, well, God's will for all of us, each of us, is to be like Jesus. So let's start there. Then as we start there, we'll begin to see at appropriate times, the download comes about what God would like us to do. And he speaks to us in an array of ways. And we learn all those ways over time. But know that we don't have to take matters into our own hands in order to be fit for the next moment. And so I want to pray a bold prayer over us that we would trust when God would like to share so that we'd be ready for when he does so. So let's spend some time praying over that theme this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we affirm today that you're the God who speaks and you gladly speak to your people. You reveal yourself again and again. We thank you for the promise that you've given us everything for life and godliness through your sure and precious promises. And so God, we know that today we have all that we need. We have more than enough if we have you. And so we thank you how you continue to pour out your life for us. You continue to reveal who you are to us. And we confess that at times we are impatient. At times we take matters into our own hands, thinking that you won't speak to us in time. And so God, help us to learn the wisdom of timing. Help us to learn the, the contours of your voice as you speak to your people. And I pray that we would be as familiar with your voices as anything else, or even more so in our lives. And so God, that starts with waiting, that starts with seeking you. And so just like King David, we ask that you would lift up the heads of the gates and that you would come in and that the glory of God would invade our lives. And we would sense your nearness in the common moments and also the sacred moments, that we would sense your nearness through uh, the conversations that we have with others, um, through the time that we study, through the times that we worship, the times that we serve. God, we pray that we would sense that you're near to us and that your nearness doesn't make us cower in fear or shame, but your nearness empowers us for moments ahead. So God, we love you. We love to love you. And we ask today that you would speak to us, that you would teach us the wisdom of your timing. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen.